You are now listening to the Rose of Sharon Church podcast. It is our prayer that God challenges your heart during this week's message. If you would like to let us know what God is doing in your life, please email us at rostnshare at gmail.com. We're glad you're here. Welcome home to Rose of Sharon Church. Proverbs chapter 14 this morning. Proverbs chapter 14. I'm going to be reading out of the NLT this morning. Now understand this, that uh, we don't have the NLT back there on the computer, so they're going to put up a, another like kind of version. But I want to read from this morning from the NLT. If you have it, say amen. amen. A wise woman builds her home, but a foolish woman tears it down with her own hands. Those who follow the right path fear the Lord. Do you see that discipline right there? I, there's a whole lot I could have said, but that discipline just... Right, anyway, those who take the wrong path will despise Him. A fool's proud talk becomes a rod that beats him. My Lord, have mercy. But the words of the wise keep him safe. Verse 4. Without oxen, a stable stays clean. But you need a strong ox for a large harvest. Verse 5. An honest witness does not lie, but a false witness breathes lies. This morning, the Word of God would tell you this morning that it's not just about choice, but it's choice couples with action this morning. And it makes a difference in your life. This morning, I want to preach for just a few moments about a life that matters. A life that matters. On the Vietnam War Memorial in Washington, D.C., you know, over this week I'd really been thinking about a number of different things. And a few past few days, even as we were leading up in this Memorial Day holiday, I was reading a, an article a few days ago that, I, that I'll preface in just a few moments. And as I was beginning to, to read this, this thought began to echo in my heart, began to echo in my heart. This morning I want to share these words that's on the Vietnam War Memorial in Washington, D.C. I had the opportunity to be able to go there and to be able to view that memorial and the names that are on that black granite wall that stretch on and on and on are just heartbreaking. When you go there and you see all these family members, and you'll see them take pieces of paper and stretch it across, and they would take a chalk or a, a, a lead kind of pencil and begin, or chalk, and begin to rub across that paper, and it will catch the inscription of the name of their loved one that has passed away. And you will see that go on all up and down that wall. You will recognize there on that wall, there is an inscription that is part of that memorial. And it just as states this, this inscription is truly chilling, yet it's very descriptive of a soldier's life. 
says this, all gave some, but some gave all. This morning, these words remind us of why the Memorial Day holiday has even been observed. These words remind us that for every freedom that we have today, there was a soldier that paid a price for that freedom with their choices. Their actions, their blood, and many with their very lives. I was reading an opinion piece from the very SEAL team member and soldier that killed Osama bin Laden. His name is Rob O'Neill. And he was writing an opinion piece for Fox News or one of their publications that is associated with them. And it stated this in this opinion piece as I was reading it online. It kind of amazed me as the words that he was writing when he says, Memorial Day is not to be a celebration that marks the first weekend of summer. But it's a day to be able to, of reflection, of pause, of remembrance, of thanksgiving. For patriots who gave up their own lives to protect the lives and the freedoms of us all. Including the freedom of generations that have long gone and generations that are unborn today. Understand the last part of that statement because that was the one that really began to stick with me. I'm amazed at this quote because of the power that it illustrates one man or a group of men or a group of individuals that that power that is found in nothing more than choice and action. The power of choice that says, I will go. The power that action begins to lay down that no matter the lifetime or no matter if you were a hundred years ago or if, or if you were to be born 25 years from now, brother and sister, understand this. The action that these individuals put forth have made a difference not in just today, but for tomorrow. And I was listening and thinking about, because I love history, and to be honest, I could talk all day, to be honest, when you start talking about history. I love it. But I begin to think about those individuals in 1770, during the Revolutionary War, if they would ever recognize that the price they paid then has safeguarded the freedom that we have today. I was wondering about those in the 1810s during the war of 1812. And I wonder exactly if they recognized that what they did then and the price they paid then still echoes even in today. I remember and I think about those that were serving even in 1860 during our Civil War. If they recognized the price that was paid then has caused such a difference even today. In 2018. I wonder this morning if those that have served in the 1910s. The 1920s during World War I. Even 1940s during World War II. If they recognize that even today. That the difference that they made today. Because of the price that they paid. 
I wonder if during the 1960s in the civil rights area and all of this, they may not have served on the front lines as a soldier, but many of them served on the front lines. And I wonder, brother and sister, if they recognize that the price they paid there has so caused such a difference in the way that we live today. Brother and sister, understand something. Action has a way of reverberating through history. I hear my father talk about his family, his mother, his father. The things that were done then reverberate to him. Guess what he does? He then begins to talk about them to me. Guess what's going to happen the next generation? Those things that have happened in his, with his parents have shaped him to be the man. Now guess what? What he has gone through has now he has begun to shape me to become the man that I am. And now I am shaping my daughters to become the women that they are supposed to be. Understand this. Your actions, they can make a difference. And they matter. Choices matter. Actions matter. Talk without action does not matter. Choices without actions are useless. It is easy to talk. It is easy to have good intentions. But good intentions profit nothing. We must have action for there to be anything useful to happen there must be action. But there can be no action this morning without choice. You see, this morning, choices fuel action. And understand this, what we are to become come from our choices. And what we are today is fueled by our actions. Ooh, Lord have mercy. You want to choose, if you want to be able to change the future, then choose differently. You want to be able to change who you are today, then allow those choices to take root in action and do something and see something done for the kingdom of God. And even in your own life. This morning I want to just remind you, because we all know this, but I will remind you of a very simple formula which will determine the direction of your life. Choice plus action equals direction. Choice plus action equals direction. This morning where you go will always be determined on choosing to go and then putting your feet into action to follow the choice. When you begin to look now at the Word of God, and you begin to see and keep this simple equation in mind, you will begin to see something. You will begin to see lives that have been changed because of choices that have come together with action and have caused people to move together in a direction that calls others to be impacted for the kingdom of God. It doesn't matter if they're at Walmart or if they're at work or if they're at home, brother and sister. 
the direction of your life can matter in people's lives this morning. This morning, understand, it's a very simple equation. It's a very simple thing. But whenever you begin to work in this simple equation, your life can change. And you can change others around you for the kingdom of God. I want you to take your Bible this morning. I want us to look now at this just simple equation very quickly in Scripture. Look at John chapter 3. Flip over to John chapter 3. Don't take my word for it. Flip over to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. I know we're going to have it up on the cheat sheet in just a few moments, but it's always good to look at stuff. John chapter 3, verse 16. It's even good to even have a pen and piece of paper. It keeps your mind agile. Not so you can doodle, but so you can be able to write down thoughts. Write down things that you can be able to look back at later on. Understand this. John chapter 3, look at verse 16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Realize this. God is the architect of this simple equation. Understand this. God even comes to this position that He understands this. Then He made the choice. They need help. So what does He do? He sends His Son because He loved you. Choice, action equals direction. The Lord says, I love them. I want to be able to restore fellowship with them. So the choice is made. So what does He do to be able to enact it? He sends Jesus And begins to prepare the way to send Jesus. Understand this brother and sister. Choice without the act leads to nothing. But choice with the action leads a direction. And what did that direction bring for us? It brought us what? Salvation this morning. You can be saved because God made a choice. And He took action in it. And He gave a way so that you can be saved. Look at Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5. I know I'm about to make you just flip all over the Bible this morning. Look at Romans chapter 5. If your Bible is still sticking pages together, use it more in Jesus' name. Use it more in Jesus' name. Flip them pages. Romans chapter 5. Now, there's been a few times that my, that my Bible stuck with pages, and that's just because I spilt communion juice on them. I've done all kinds of other stuff. But if it's just brand new, you need to yeah, break that thing in. Read it. Read it in Jesus' name. Romans chapter 5, verses, look at verse 17. I, to be honest, I could read a lot more of that. But look at verse 17. We've even talked about this a few weeks ago on Wednesday night. Listen to this, what it states. For if by one man's offense, what is he talking about? Death reigned. What what one man is he talking about? He's talking about Adam. From Adam and Eve. If through one man, through Adam, 
that sin entered the world through His choice and the action that He took. His choice was this. Hey, the Lord says, don't eat that. But He said, I want to eat it. So what was the action that He then did? He ate it. And the direction that He began to trailblaze before Him was what? One of rebellion to God that allowed sin to enter the world, allowed sickness to enter the world, allowed us to fall in our flesh. And now we have to put up with a whole lot of junk. God never intended for us to put up with. But guess what this morning? Happens whenever choice and action come together and they lead to a direction, even if it's negative or even if it's positive. Catch this. For by one man's offense, talking about Adam, death reigned through the one. Much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. So catch this. So look at this. Therefore, as through one man's offense, judgment comes to all men, resulting in condemnation. Talking about Adam still. He says this, even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. What is he talking about, brother and sister? He's talking about this, even as Adam came into a position that through disobedience, he brought sin into the world. When Jesus showed up, after God sent him to this world, when he showed up, brother and sister, guess what happened? Through his obedience to go to the cross, guess what happens? He paves a way so that now you can be saved. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, now we can be saved. We can be justified. We can have life. Now listen to what he says here. For as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. You are righteous this morning, not by what you have done, but because Jesus says this, I have a choice and I will go to the cross. And guess what? He did exactly what He said He was going to do. And He goes to the cross. He dies, but He's risen again on the third day. And now He has made a way for us to come to know Him. And you can be free this morning. See, you don't have to live in the brokenness of sin. You don't have to live in the place and in all the issues that come about from fallen nature. You don't have to live in the heartbreak. You don't have to live in all the burdens. You don't have to live in it, brother and sister. There is freedom that comes through one man's choice and his action. And his name is Jesus. And he made us a way that we can be able to be free this morning. Now listen to this. Jesus made a choice and He did an action that brought away a direction. But look in Romans chapter 10. Flip over a few verses or a few pages this morning. Look at this. Romans chapter 10. Understand this. He has made a way, but guess what? You now have a choice and there's an action that you need to be able to have. 
Listen to what he says very simply in Romans chapter 10 and verse 13. For whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Realize this this morning. Jesus has made a way through His choice and through His action bringing about that direction. Now, brother and sister, we can have a change in our life if we will just make a choice and thereby go on and make the action of coming to know Jesus Christ by saying, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I ask You to forgive me. And He says this, that I've made a way for you. That you can be able to experience the love and the joy and the peace that's found in Christ Jesus. This morning I find it to be so amazing that our relationship with Jesus Christ is determined by our choice and then our action of calling out for the help of the Lord. Listen, it's not if a priest feels good or not. It's not in how much that I can give in an offering. It's not by how many old little old ladies that I can be able to help across the road. It's not found in any of those things. It's not how many preachers that I come and shake a hand. It's not found even in a, in a, in a tank full of water this morning. Brother and sister, understand this. It is found in one place. And that is this. In the blood of Jesus Christ that He shed on Calvary. And brother and sister, the relationship that you can be able to have with God is not dependent on what your mommy, who your mommy is, who your daddy is, what they say about God or what anybody else says about God around you. It's your choice and it's your action that defines it this morning. So this morning, you can be free if you want to be free. You can have freedom if you want to have freedom. You can have life if you want to have life this morning. You just have to go after it and choose and act upon it in Jesus' name. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. It's not about how much you give. It's not about what you do. Understand this, but whenever you get a chance to know the Lord, you will... Oh, I'm about to get myself in trouble. Understand something. It's not about what you do. It's not about what you pay. It's not about what happens. But understand something. When you do come into relationship with the Lord, your actions will change. Oh, yes, they will. Oh, Jesus. Whenever you come into the knowing and begin to walk with the Lord, guess what? Yes, you will give. Why? Because it's ingrained into us. God tells us to. So we will give as unto the Lord. We will come in and do things that are different to us. But our salvation is not dependent on it. Salvation is dependent on our choice to say, Lord Jesus, you have made a way for me. And I will follow you and the action of actually following him. In Matthew chapter 4, you'll look through 18 through verse 22. You can just write it down. When Jesus came to Peter and Andrew and James and John on the Sea of Galilee and he saw them as fishermen in the boat and he looks to them and just says this, Follow me and I will make you fishers of men. The Bible says that they had a choice. Jesus gave them a choice. 
And what did they choose? They chose, I will follow the Lord. And then what did they do? They left their nets. They left their boats. And what did they do? They followed Jesus Christ. And because they followed Him, He made them into something that they were not to begin with. Let me tell you something, brother and sister. You can change. You can try to change all you want to. Let me ask you a question. If you're dirty, why in the world did God make showers? To get you clean. Why in the world do you have so many people that when I talk to them and, they, and they're in all kinds of trouble, I'll ask them, i say, man, you know that there's, there's freedom for you. And they say, oh, Pastor Tim, well, I just got to take care of a few things before I come to the Lord. I got to take care of a few things before I come to the Lord. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. Okay? If you have said that, then my God, then why do you ever take showers? Why? Because the shower was made to get you clean. But guess what? Oh, you don't want to dirty the shower. But guess what? If you don't take a shower, you're going to stink. Nobody's going to want to be around you. Ooh, Lord have mercy. I was an RA over 32 men. And some of them had hygiene issues. Woo, Jesus, help us all. Lord God, have mercy. We, there, was, there was an involved in an intramural league back when I was uh, working for Central Bible College and I was there. And uh, there's, they were playing this, it was huge intramural league, man. They were just constantly just, oh, going nuts. And this guy, he was from Ohio, loved basketball. Oh, dear Lord, have mercy. God, help us all. Love basketball, couldn't hardly play worth nothing. If you ever threw him the ball, he could be at half court. He thought that he was Steph Curry before Steph Curry was born. He'd shoot from half court. He was just, he was just, oh, he was just horrible. But he was on a good team. He said this. He said, we ain't showering until we get off this hot streak, until we lose. The problem was this. His roommate... He didn't like that arrangement. First day, terrible. Not good. You know, it's okay. Second day, third day, fourth day, fifth day, they'd already played two games. They'd already won. He'd gone to bed sweating and hot. Got up, changed clothes. All of a sudden, there was a aroma that began to follow him. I didn't find out about it until I'd, I'd, I'd left for the weekend. I'd come back, and I had a brother, his roommate, that was waiting on me when I got back. And he said, Tim, we got to do something about this. That boy, he's worse than Lazarus. Lazarus was only dead for three days, and he stunk. My God, he hasn't taken a shower in almost ten days. This is the tenth day. We got to do something about this. So I just walked into his room and I said, Brother, there's one easy way or there's a hard way. And if I have to do it the hard way, I'm not going to like it. But you're going to get in the shower one way or another in Jesus' name. I had a big rugby player. That, that's how he paid his way to be able to come to Bible college was that he played rugby, professional rugby. He was from, he was from the Tonga Islands. This dude was just 
And I said, don't make me go down and get that boy and put him in the shower with you. Amazing how all of a sudden he began to change his attitude all of a sudden. I can do it, brother. I can do it. I said, go on now. Understand something. That shower was made for him. He had shampoo. He had soap. He had rags. He had everything he needed to be able to be clean. Problem is this. He made a choice. He was not going to get in the shower. And when he told me, yeah, I'll do it. And I come back a little bit later, have you got in the shower? No. And I said, that's when I'm going to go down to get Brother Deacon. And all of a sudden, he got into position. He's like going, okay, I'm, I'm making the choice. And now I'm going to act by actually getting in the shower. But then, sister, hear me. It's the same thing in our lives. Why in the world do we stink up everybody's life around us? Because we will not deal with the situations in our own life because we will not choose and act and set a direction that will honor God in our lives. You may say, Brother Tim, but it's my life. I can do what I want to. Guess what? You have people that are around you. They smell your stench. They smell it. Why in the world do you want to put everybody through all of that if you will just go on and get in the shower? My God, you know you need it. I got a call, man. Lord, this has been some time ago. I got a call. And, and, and I was talking to this brother, and he, and he kept on repeating. I said, man, you just need to get things right. You know what you need to do. He said, oh, Brother Tim, I just need to. And oh, Brother Tim, I just can. And I, oh, Brother Tim, and finally I was like, listen, I have said the same thing for the past five times that you have called. Guess what? I'm hanging up the phone now because of this one reason. Until you choose to do what you know is right and act on it, guess what? You're going to keep on calling me. So listen here. Do it. But let's just understand something. You can call out to help all that you want to, but if you are not ready to be able to put it into action, guess what? It will never take. Why? Because you got to choose and you got to act, and the direction of your life is set. Ooh, Jesus. That's good stuff. Listen to this. How we progress in our relationship with the Lord will always come down to our choices and our action. I wish I had time to be able to take you through it, man. Start at the beginning of the Word of God and as God began to show me different things. You look at even Abram. In Genesis chapter 12, the Lord says, Get up and get out of your country and I'll show you something. Guess what? He had the ability at that moment to be able to embark on a brand new relationship with the Lord like he's never had before. But what did he have to do? He had to choose and he had to act in it and God would have given him direction. And guess what he did? He followed that direction. Whenever the Lord came and He finally had Isaac, His son, and He had finally come into a place that God had fulfilled His promise to him and given him a son when he was a hundred years old, whenever he shouldn't have been having kids, yet he still had a kid, and now the Lord says, take him out and kill him. 
Once again, he had a choice and he had action. And guess what he did? He chose to follow the Lord. And he set in action. And guess what happened? The Lord revealed to him as being Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. Why? Because he was in a position that the Lord gave him a choice and gave him an action. And because he was willing just to be able to go, God says, I just wanted to see if you were willing to be able to trust me. Don't not do what I told you to do, but instead I will provide for you what you need. This morning, hear me, God wants to reveal himself to you afresh and anew if you'll choose to follow him. Listen to this. Look at Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Getting ready now to be able to just close and tile this up and put a little bow on it. Listen to this. Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Listen to what the Word of God says as we get ready to close this morning. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine, and does them. Ooh, Lord have mercy. You've got a pen on your, in, your, in your hand. You can go on and un- underline those two words. Understand this. Wh- whoever hears, underline them, that. And then does them. It's not enough to just hear. you got to do. There are so many people that are locked up in things that they've heard, things that they know, but yet nothing is done because it's never done. Listen to this. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and they beat on that house and it did not fail. It did not fall. For it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who has built his house on the sand and the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon the house and it fell and great was its fall. Understand this, the direction of every life is plotted when they choose to hear and then act upon it. Let me state this this morning. Realize this, there will be storms. There will be things that arise in your life that can be dangerous and can be problematic in your life. But even in those moments, guess what? The simple rule of choice plus action equals direction is still applicable. If you hear, and you choose, and you act on what you know is right. And the Lord says, you will not fall. You will not fail. 
Because you're building your word, your life on something that is solid. This morning, a life that matters is a life that has a direction that leaves impact and imprint on the people around you. Can I share this with you this morning? Last week, I think, last week or maybe in the week before, there's a man of God in Spartan, Arkansas that went to be with the Lord. His name is Connie Nix. I have not seen that man in probably 30 years. But I mourn his loss. Like it was somebody that I just saw last week. You know why? He was a guy that, man, was a very intelligent guy. But unknowing to him, some of the chemicals that he was using was something that we've all heard, Agent Orange. It affected him, caused him great physical problems, all kinds of issues. 30 years ago, he would come down to camp meeting and to youth camp. Underneath that open-air tabernacle, him and his wife were used of God mightily. They weren't the evangelists. They were just counselors, adults that came from their home church to be able to pour into some kids. That man had such authority in the Word of God. His wife, oh my Lord, have mercy. Woman of God that God would use in the gifts of the Spirit. Just, oh. I never will forget one time seeing the presence of the Lord fall in that, in that open air tabernacle and watch her dance in the presence of the Lord. And all of a sudden, somebody else just the present Lord began to work and watch as they never touched each other, but watched as two individuals danced in perfect symmetry in the presence of the Lord from different places, from different churches, from different, my, just different ages and watched as God just maneuvered them and every person that they came close to, the presence of the Lord would just pff, fall all over them. And watch as God would just, it was, oh, just amazing. Connie Nix was just somebody that made an imprint in my life for no other reason because he chose to follow the Lord and he acted upon it. And the direction that he went in his life was a direction that calls me to be impacted for the kingdom of God. And though he has gone on to his eternal ward, the way that he lived, part of it still lives with me. Why? Because he impacted me. 
And sister, every person here will impact somebody. You will impact them either by the way that the great is our fall or the rock that we build on. You will impact them because of your constant fallings and failings were that we did not choose and act well. Or we will impact their life because we chose, we acted, and the rock brought stability that everyone around us was impacted because of it. Does that mean that you'll not have struggles, that you won't have issues? No. But the Word of God says this, the rock will be stronger than your storm.